Hello, everybody. Hi there. Welcome to another 80s edition of Cracker Classics. Tubular. <laughs> oh, I was not ready for that. <laughs> okay. That's all I remember from the 80s. The way we all talked. Uh, I remember the brown. Mm-hmm. So much brown. It's a little brown in this movie. Doc yeah. Brown. Yeah, see? Ah. Yeah, you caught on there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a classic 80s movie and watch it and see how the 80s have held up. <laughs> Spoiler alert, not well. Yeah. Generally. Um, this yeah. movie's weird, though, because we're going to also look at the 50s. Yep. Because we're watching Back to the Future. So we're going to look at the 50s through the 80s. Which is really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of really excited here. This is one of my all-time yes. favorite movies. I do love this movie. Childhood staple. Seen it well over a hundred times, I'm sure. All three of them. I don't know if I'm quite up there, but I'm close. I, I never bothered to count, but I, I would I, imagine. I either, but I have watched it definitely many tens of times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's quite up to a hundred, but... As a kid, we had all three of them on VHS, and we watched them so much, we wore the tapes out. <laughs> and I'm oh, proud of that. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting uh, story. Time travel and science, but also, like, pop culture of the 80s and the 50s. Yes. And then we get into the whole cosmic uh, existential stuff where... Uh, you prevent your parents from meeting, and then suddenly your existence on this planet is called into question. Although I'm pretty sure it couldn't possibly work that way, because once you prevent the meeting, you can't, you no longer exist to go back and prevent the meeting, so it creates a whole total paradox thing and just kind of unravels existence. There is that part of the story of, you know, he prevented the meeting at first, and in reality, that would have meant, bloof, you're gone. Yeah, but no, he slowly faded away. Yeah, it was and... a time delay thing. Yeah. Made interesting as he was the youngest of three children, and so the older siblings disappear from the photo first. <laughs> and then it's his turn. Yeah. But it's the 80s, many liberties taken. Well, yeah. Because um... it's, yeah, it's the 80s. <laughs> there were many liberties taken in the 80s, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I was Oof. reading up on this movie, though, since I've seen it a million times, I figured yeah. I could do that. Learned this movie was only made because of the success of Romancing the Stone. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. That was Robert Zemeckis's film right before this, and they'd written the script for Back to the Future a few years before, but no one was interested, no one cared, whatever. But then he had a successful movie that, that gave him the freedom to make what he wanted, and he said, we're doing Back to the Future. Nice. The rest is history. Yeah. Or the past. Or... Back to the future. Not forward to the past. Maybe. That's the sequel. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, out of the many, many times I've seen this, I've never watched it with a very judgy eye. No, I haven't either. I'm trying to think of what is going to be an issue in here. Aside from the whole incest thing but uh that's been talked to death so yeah i mean we'll probably touch on it 
it, it's an interesting scene, and it's in the second half. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. get there. Um, Libby and Rebels? Rebels? There is Sarah approach to terrorism in the 80s. It was the Libyans, we, right? It was the Libyans. Yeah. A, a unique choice, I feel. It's definitely an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, 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 there's what the comment about the black person being mayor. Yeah. Who he does end up becoming a mayor. So Which that's, that's a paradox. <laughs> he got the yeah. idea from Marty to begin with. Yep. So how did that work out? Uh, yeah, I know, I, I'm going to have to. It's actually been a while since I've watched it, which I'm rather excited about. Uh, so. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one for a while. I yeah. Mean, they've been on TV a lot recently, but I've only been catching like part two and three. So this one, I don't. I can't really think of anything at the moment that could be yeah. an issue. Probably been five or six years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I sat down and watched the whole trilogy a few years ago. Always best was, to do it yeah. in that way if you have the time. Yeah. And and the DVDs. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just kind of excited to get started here. Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, we will be back for an intermission impression and the past. Yay. Okay, I have a question. Uh-huh. I don't know why I've never thought of this before. Okay. What family in the 1950s allows a teenage boy to sleep in their daughter's bedroom? This one didn't. Wasn't that her room? It might have been her room. I mean, her hope chest was in there. That's and his true. pants were on her hope chest. And why did they allow him in her room with no pants and no supervision. Well, I assume that she took his pants off because as soon as her mother was calling, she was like, shit, get your pants back, huh? Well, that's fair. Why she took his pants off to begin with is a loaded Obvious. question. Well, um. well <laughs> I mean, he was asleep for nine hours. What happened? Why he still had his underwear on is the other question. <laughs> There's a few issues with that. Yeah, she's like, a... I just hit this kid with my car. Bring him inside before the neighbors see. <laughs> no, we don't need don't, a doctor. No, no doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely uh, There's... concerns. <laughs> There's more squeakiness to the whole Lorraine-Marty thing than I realized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew she was... From the word go, greatly infatuated with him. All up on that D. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought it was because that's how she did with George in the original timeline. But it goes beyond just feeling sorry for him, I think. Well, it might have gone beyond that with George in the original timeline, too. That's but true. George seems fairly oblivious to that sort of thing, so... Mm-hmm. And the way the timeline goes, they still didn't kiss until the dance. Yeah. So there's a whole week in there of nothing really happens, I guess, until the dance. Yeah. It makes it a little weird. I don't know how I'd forgotten that George was a peeping Tom, though. How could you forget that? That's I don't the whole know. Catalyst to... I know. it. Oh, my brain doesn't do what it's supposed that to anymore. That kid's Saturday morning plans. I am going to go to the local cafe and eat a bowl of cereal. Because who does that? That was more of a thing back then. Okay, I guess. But then I'm going to go from breakfast up a tree and stare at this girl. Weird kid. It's Crispin Glover. I know. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect casting. casting. <laughs> it's amazing. 
<laughs> I love Crispin Glover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much everyone is casted perfectly in here. Yes. With the one exception of um, Jennifer. Yeah. I mean... Well, she's kind of a generic hot girlfriend type anyway. Yeah, so she's not that... Not... There's no depth to her, so anyone could have played her. Not that she has much to do in this movie anyways. No. It's really the second part. Yeah. But we're not watching that one. Today. No, no. I'm, I, I'm so far been really good about just focusing on this one. Though there are plot holes that get, you know, they say stuff in this movie that then get disproven in the later ones. But I'm just not going to bring those up. Uh, yeah. Mainly science related I'd... things. Still have my issue that I never, I don't know why I didn't consider it before, but why didn't, well, we just saw the pictures starting to change, but it, mm -hmm. how can he stick around for a whole week with the fact that he completely screwed up his parents' meeting? Like, I think it comes down to that kiss at the dance, that you screwed up the first meeting, but you have a week but to make it right. But things are already changing, like... Yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah. I mean, I get he was the youngest kid, so the oldest child is going to go first, and then... See, that doesn't make sense to me either. You'd think it would go the other way. The youngest kid would start disappearing first, because you're pulling back from... I, I don't know. But timeline moving forward, the longer it takes you to right that wrong, the more recent history gets... Yeah, but Screwed the younger up. kid is farther along that timeline, so as you diverge more and more from that timeline, it should have a greater effect on things that happen farther down the timeline. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, the further along it goes, Marty wouldn't exist, but because the oldest child would still come along first. Yeah. And it would just be later that he was born, and then would yeah. come. Yeah. Okay. We're saying this like this is scientific set-in-stone shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is just a fun 80s movie about time travel that gets a lot wrong, it's and that's an, okay. It's an 80s science movie that is not scientific. Quote, science movie. Mm -hmm. Like weird science. Mm -hmm. Or real <laughs> genius, or... Yeah. Or, yeah. There's many of them. There are a lot. It was kind of a thing in the 80s. One thing I've noticed in here was, you know, you see the 80s, and everything's sort of Reagan-esque. It's rundown... You have a porno theater, things don't look great in the 80s, because it was the recession, and yeah. you know, shit wasn't all that great. And then you go back to the 50s, and things look nice, nostalgia-wise, at least. But the brands, there are so many brands in your face all throughout the 80s in this movie. Yeah. And then you go to the 50s, and there's still a couple, but it's not as bad. Yeah. I started writing down all of the brands everywhere in the 80s. Yeah. It's all over the place in the 80s. But in the 50s, you know, we've got, like, Miller Beer and the Texaco gas station. I know I'd read, read reviews of this movie before that says this movie embraces Reaganism and the, the longing for a simpler time. It but what's does. exactly wrong with that? Because Reaganism gave us brands up, all up in your face and neon lights and porno theaters. Downtown. Downtown, exactly. Theaters. Open 24 hours, too. I yes. <laughs> orgy, American style. Which sounds like not a fun orgy. No. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. Especially 80s American style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's almost as bad as British orgy. Like... Ugh, the teeth. <laughs> Oof. 
I, I'd, I'd rather. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not trying to uh, yeah. embrace Reaganism here, but that, that idea of things were better back in the day, they kind of were before we had this ridiculous consumerism and everything in your face. Yeah, and but this movie kind of shows Consumerism was starting in the 50s. Yes, it was. But it was before it got out of control. Still not saying it was, was good. It? But Was it really? Has there... it ever been in control? Yes. Because in the 50s, <laughs> there was like a 90% corporate tax rate. Oh, that's true. And we true, built yeah. interstates and A-bombs and shit we needed, too. Yeah. And the 80s came, and we cut taxes on the rich, and then we got... Ugh. Nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a thing I've noticed. Another thing I never realized before... Animal testing. Yeah. We submit the dog to the scientific test of time travel first. Well, yeah. And once the dog survives, then dog's like, all right, I'm going to go I'm time travel and yep. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> I've been sharing all my insights on what do you have here? That's how we do science, though. I, yeah. Man. Test it on other life forms before we test it on humans. At least it's, it wasn't makeup. Well, yeah. It's just a really cold car. That never gets cold again. Like, it goes forward a, a minute in time and gets all frosty frozen and whatnot. But then it goes backward 30 years and looks perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't know why it got so cold to begin with. I mean, it just hit 88 miles an hour. Got so damn hot, it created fire from its tire tracks. But then a minute later, it's covered in ice. Yeah, it's... This is not a movie you're supposed to think about that hard. That's, you're just not. Not from a science point of view, no. Not from a lot of points of view. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we're already established. I mean, we've established that Marty puts the idea of running for mayor into a uh, dude's head. Mm -hmm. That's, that's um, a paradox. Yeah, that's definitely a paradox because he is mayor, but he gets the idea from Marty who travels back in time, but... Oh, I, oh, I, he traveled back in my time, head, yeah. if he hadn't traveled back in time, then he wouldn't have given the idea. And how would he know that he uh, just mm -hmm. oh, time travel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> but that's like the only thing that's immutable like that. Think of all the other changes that he makes, especially with Doc's life. Yeah. Like, but how is that immutable? I don't have the everything else <laughs> it's mutable. Dumb. It's dumb that that's the one thing that, regardless if we traveled back in time or not, is always a thing. But then, yeah. like, Doc's life is the main one that bugs me. Like, he has a profound effect on his life of, oh, I actually am a successful inventor and I invented yeah. this amazingly huge thing, but I'm just going to sit tight and wait 30 years and let it just play well, out. Well, it took him 30 years to actually get the whole thing figured out. True, he had to wait for the DeLorean to be invented, yeah. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> he had to wait for the DeLorean to be invented. He had to wait for access to plutonium. He had to wait for Libyans to become terrorists. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The most unbelievable part for me so far, all the synchronized clocks. Yes. It is nigh impossible to get that many different kinds of clocks to all sync up. Yeah, different styles, different... Different yeah. mechanisms. Yep. Yeah. But I recall Doc was very uh, 
surprised by that and like because he'd been trying to sync the clocks and they're all exactly 25 minutes yeah slow. he whatever his experiment was yeah screwed up marty's day which he'd already screwed up his day if he didn't know what time it was before he got to the doc's place well yeah we though we also don't know if he was knocked unconscious by the speaker uh the giant speaker mm, that seems pretty real time room. but if you're thrown across the room by a wall of sound not only would your ears be bleeding and your eardrums broken and you completely deaf, which by the fact that he woke up and could hear, he probably was passed out for a while. Maybe. it was long enough for his hearing to return. I would almost believe that if it wasn't for all the clocks that we had just seen a few minutes <laughs> earlier that showed it was like mm, seven oh, minutes to eight. That's, damn it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not paying enough attention. Mm. <laughs> It's also weird that that didn't knock him out, but being tapped by a car in the 50s knocked him out. By a car going like five miles an hour. Yeah, he was already fully braked. (laughs) And you could tell he just sort of like leaned into the front. Oh, I fell back. Yeah. Lightly hit the back of my head on the pavement, and that knocked me out for nine nine hours. hours. (laughs) Long enough for mom to get a peek at my Calvin's. More than a peak if it's been nine hours. Uh, Yeah, you wonder what else happened in that family while he was passed out the whole time, aside from getting a TV. I don't want to wonder. Mm. (laughs) Just, just, no, thank you. I'm good. You're going to save that. Yeah, no. Second half. Yeah, we're moving on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we need to go finish this and see what else we can rip apart here. Uh, There's more than I remember. Yeah, there's going to be stuff, I recall. definitely stuff. Yeah, we'll be back for a curtain call and the space-time continuum. Yay! Or the unraveling of. Let's see. (laughs) So the moral of the story, if you don't like how your life turned out, go back in time and fix your father's confidence. Works really well. Your mother has nothing to do with it. Nope. There's a lot of psychology to Lorraine that I never really looked at before. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's not like any of it actually gets resolved either. No. It just magically, I marry the same guy, but now he's got a confidence. So it's all good. Well, that does make a difference, though. You're married to a confident guy, and it's a good life, and he's making money, so you're not worried about that. But you still end up in the same house, and your kids, although working more successful jobs, still live at home. Yeah. And your son is an idiot. He thinks he goes to the office on a Saturday. Well, maybe he's one of them 80s go-getters, you know? That could be, yeah. But, yeah... Yeah, there's a lot of iffy things that if you think about it, it don't add up. Well, a lot of it don't add up. But really, but... I don't think I care. No. I still really I like this, this movie. movie. It's yeah. great. There's just, if you look into some things, I'm kind, kind, right. kind of mad, honestly. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I wanted to think this critically about this movie. <laughs> kind of, yeah, but we're going to. Okay. I've got some things. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is made in the 80s so there's a lot of um no consequence yeah everything works out fine in the end Mm -hmm. and whatever it is that you've done to get to the end there's no consequences to him it's fine 
Yep. Like Doc just hanging out in a high school hallway. Yeah. No question. Can't do that now. For good reason. Yeah. Also, Doc just enters the courthouse after hours, is able to make it all the way to the to the clock. Yeah. How convenient. Now, it's Saturday night in 1955. Mm-hmm. Does it necessarily mean it's Saturday in 85? When it they does. Because I'm trying to remember when they left. They left late Friday night, technically Saturday morning, because it was like 1 in the morning. Okay. And he sent him back at exactly the same time, though Marty changed yeah. that, so it was 10 minutes early. But it's early Saturday morning. Okay. So he goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, and it's, it's Saturday morning. Wasn't paying enough attention to catch that. I'm glad you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen this movie enough times to ask these questions. And <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I, they uh, were coming to me now. Always watch this with an uncritical eye. I just enjoy it. It's best to not watch it with a critical eye. It Let's really be is. Um, <laughs> yeah. For the most part, it's really good, but there's some squicky stuff. Yep. Like racial stereotyping. Well, yeah. It's at least and done in a context that's, um makes sense for the time. Yeah. You've got 50s high school bullies calling the black band reefer addicts. It's not cool, but it makes sense in context of it's yeah. the 50s and okay fine and and there's always the whitewashing issue of the creation of johnny be good which that is another one of those immutable things of yeah if where would chuck have gotten that idea if marty hadn't gone back in time yep and where would how would marty know the song if he hadn't played it for chuck in the first place Mm -hmm. uh yeah never realized the level of stalking in this movie. Oh, God. Well, it was the 50s. That's how you dated. Ugh. No, no, we talked about how they dated. <laughs> nice girls get angry when guys take advantage of them. Well, yeah. Apparently, but... Lorraine was a nice girl in the 50s. No, she was like most of them. She presented as a nice girl and out of view of the public, did what she wanted. Mm, that's... And this is Marty... Seeing it as his mom. Yeah. He's told him all these stories about how when she was a girl, she didn't do those things. Well, of course she fucking did. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, kids are terrible. And moms lie to their children. (laughs) I gotta say props to Marty for not being completely psychologically messed up from seeing his parents as teenagers. Yeah. All the things um, he learned. Yeah. Well-adjusted child. Surprisingly. Given his upbringing, yeah. And he seemed to adapt rather quickly to the changes in his life when he came back, too. That would, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of change that happens when he comes back. Yeah, they're somehow living in the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> there's a lot that happens that you're like, well, wouldn't that change a lot? Like the whole smashing the car scene and the manure. Yeah. And he even crashes into those people leaving the courthouse with all the papers. Yeah. I'm sure that screwed up something, space-time continuum-wise. They were on their way somewhere, well, the and now they're slightly delayed. The destruction of the tree did change them all from uh, Twin Pines to Lone Pines. Exactly. We account for some of these things, but not all of them. No. <laughs> and I sort of get why that would be a huge cosmic discussion that no one can have, because that explosion. Primer did a pretty good job. One of the best time travel movies I've seen. Okay. 
Yeah, this does a decent job yeah, of anyway. <laughs> approaching the subject. Yeah. But in true 80s fashion, going, this is fun. Don't read into it. It is definitely fun. And I will never read into it again because that kind of... <laughs> I makes, wouldn't say ruins it. It makes it less fun, though. It does make it less yeah. fun. Don't put the science into it. it. It, Yeah. Just enjoy this for what it is, which is fun. Relatively tame. I mispronounces gigawatts. <laughs> I think that and the Ronald Reagan references are best jokes in here. <laughs> uh, we really didn't talk about Biff at all. Well, we can. His handsy, toxic, just everything. Of, don't like Biff. <laughs> That's and exactly why he's. And though he's presented yeah. as a jerk, so bastard, bad guy, bastard flavored bastard, mm-hmm. with bastard filling, who just doubles down, and gets worse and worse, which is kind of supposed to happen because then George is able to knock him out. But yeah, I I still recommend this. It's still fun. Oh yeah, I like it. I did not ruin it by looking at it through this lens. No. Not that I was really afraid of that. I just had more cosmic questions to ask than normal. <laughs> and still, still one of my favorite uses of the word shit in a movie. As they're about to crash into the manure truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so apt. Uh-huh. It's great. It's just delicious. <laughs> Their approach to swearing in this movie is interesting. Uh-huh. You say "God damn it" in 1985, and your mom yells at you for swearing. But you can say "shit" when crashing into a manure truck in the 50s. It's okay. Yeah, but George was worried about saying "damn" in the 50s. That's true. But what wasn't George worried about doing or saying in the 50s? Peeping. Ah, true. <laughs> Perhaps getting caught peeping, but we didn't see the consequences of that. No. Hmm. That. Yeah. It's definitely a little creep factors of certain I, characters, but that's sort of the point. Uh, I, mm, I get that it was kind of funny that initially, in the original timeline, George got hit by the car because he was peeping. Mm-hmm. That but was a consequence that then went away. Yeah, but that hit. Uh, but because the consequence went away, <sighs> he was able to get his own confidence. Yeah. And approached the woman he had been peeping on the whole time. Yeah. Who had no idea. She didn't even know he existed. Yeah, and the, the one line about that that just bugged me when it was when Marty was talking to George and he was like, she loves you, she just doesn't know it yet. <sighs> yeah, there's that. That one, that one hit on the squicky, the squick factor pretty solid. Because mm-hmm. it kind of gave power to the idea that that can be yeah but in this context in this context it's kind of valid it fits but it's kind of it's not appropriate okay it's kind of not though because the only reason that he seems to know that is because he's from a future where they're married and have kids right but he needs that future to happen for him to exist but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it is Mm -hmm. and in all honesty, their marriage in the future is not great. No. In the, the starting future. Um, his mom's an alcoholic. His dad is still being pushed around by Biff. Yeah. And, like, it, there's just... It's not good. Yeah. The relationship is not 
good. Which makes it sort of odd that all he needed was to get his confidence, and it all does a huge 180. Yeah. It's a little 80s this, convenient. This is getting it, like, really into the whole thing. Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely that factor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what might his parents' lives have been like had they not gotten together? Like, where would have Lorraine ended up? Where would have George ended up? Yeah. Like. The knee-jerk response for Lorraine would be Biff, which yeah. is unfortunate, but that's probably what would have happened. Mm, no, I don't know, because she was not about Biff in the 50s anyway. It's like, true. he was being a pushy, like, he wanted her, but... I don't think she would have ended up with him. Depends on what Biff would have done to uh I think she might have met someone that. in college, you know? Uh, maybe. Depends on what might have happened before college. Yeah. In the canon of Back to the Future, that date, November 12th, 1955, a lot of shit happens. <laughs> it could have, you know, the dance could have gone a different way, and Biff may have succeeded in his handsy-ness. Forcing this mm-hmm. to the yeah. point where Dave was born a few years early into a different father. It's well, disgusting to think about, Dave. but there's always that alternative of yeah. A lot of things could have been different. Many things could have gone a different way. Yeah, this is it, when you really think about it. This is a very, very narrow view of time travel. Yes, and butterfly effect doing its thing, like. But from an 80s self-serving point of view, yeah, I, must, totally. <laughs> I must preserve my it's, own life It's very 80s. by keeping my parents together in the past. It is super 80s. And ignoring <laughs> everything else that goes on. <laughs> I have to have to save my parents and get my ass back to where I'm supposed to be in time. But that also brings me to the whole thing of him fading out on stage. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because... Ginger Kid cut in on the dance and, like, took Lorraine away, and George walked off and then came back and took Lorraine back. Like, at no point was that really anything to necessarily stop the whole process of them being together. So it doesn't make sense that it made Marty, like, fade out of existence, except for the fact that they wanted to use cool ladies CGI yeah. so he could look through his hand. <laughs> Fair point there. Um, <laughs> I think it was trying to show the... It could have diverged that way. Yeah. You know, they still had... I, the kiss was the magic catalyst there yeah. that made it all happen. Because apparently Crispin Glover is a great kisser and just can make him fall in love with him with a kiss. I could see that. Maybe. I, I could definitely see power in Crispin Glover's kiss. Yeah. But the fact that Lorraine got taken and George just started walking away, that could have sealed the deal and ended it all if he kept walking yeah. away yeah but he still circled back and it wasn't through anything marty did or anything else we didn't see it's anything true. change just he's back. we didn't see anything change so it doesn't quite make sense that that caused that to happen well, george did it because the script told him to well just... <laughs> still a solid script and not again it great, had yeah. nothing to do with the woman's actions that's sort of a thing that bugs me throughout That's here true. is that Lorraine does a lot of things, but in the end, none of it matters plot-wise. Yeah. You know, she wanted her own son. She didn't know that. Well, when she, she did realize it was like kissing her brother when she kissed him. Yes. 
So she did kind of move on from that idea mm-hmm. right then and there. Which was good. Yeah. I mean, there's a squicky comedy part to the whole her pursuing her own yeah, song yeah, throughout. Yeah. And so it kind of had to be her that... It's very entertaining. Backed off from it. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, Marty didn't want it at all to begin with. Yeah. But didn't know how to tell her that. Yeah. She had to figure it out on her own. And what better way than to do the kiss on the night of the dance? Yeah. That didn't cosmically go the way it was supposed to. And it went, nope, <laughs> this ain't right. The space-time continuum is telling me something. Yep. Lorraine's spidey sense was tingling. (laughs) Thank God it overcame the other tinglings. Mm, Yeah. Because she was definitely tingling. There's many tingles inside you. (laughs) Some just have to overpower other ones, otherwise you're in big trouble. Which tingle wins? The tingle you feel. I mean, Mm. wait, um, there's... No. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Mm. Imagine if Marty became his own father. How would that have worked? Just like Futurama. Yeah, that's true. But without that brainwave <laughs> thing, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, thank you all for joining us on this 80s edition of Cracker Classics. Thank you for uh, joining this discussion of the head-exploding <laughs> 80s-ness. It's possible to have these discussions in 80s movies. If you just think about these 80s movies... <laughs> Be sure to check us every oh. week for a new uh, regular Cracker Classics episode. And, and yeah, we'll see you next month for another 80s one. Yay! Thank you, folks. Bye.